summary of the Sikha. This week the Rebbe addresses two Rashis, one in the Parsha Vayakal, one in the Parsha Pekudei, two Rashis which have difficulty, and Rashi generally addresses every difficulty that is found in the Pasuk. And the Rebbe questions why there are certain difficulties that he doesn't seem to address. One is in Parsha Vayakal. V'chol anoshim ashenosa liba oisana v'chachma Tavuasis, and the Pasuk says that all the women that had uh, talent, they had talent in their heart, they were committed to bring out this talent, they spun the goats. What does it mean they spun the goats? So Rashi says that it means that they spun the hair, the wool of the goats, while it was still attached to the goats. That's what the Pasuk calls they spun the goats. They were still attached. The question is, what, what is the advantage of spinning wool while it's still attached to a goat? And Rashi doesn't say anything about why, you know, what's so special about that. Another question, if it's, so, if it's such a quality that you should spin it while it's still attached to the goat and that somehow adds, has somehow adds to the importance of it or to the, to the product, so then why didn't they do that in regards to the wool that, was, uh, that they gave from sheep? It says the, uh, earlier that they gave also blue wool and purple wool and so on from, from sheep's wool. And it doesn't say there that they spun it on the sheep. So what's the difference between the, the goats and the sheep? Um, also in Parsha Pekudah we have a difficulty in Rashi. Rashi tells us that Moshe um, Rabbeinu, Hashem commanded Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu t- uh, told B'Tzalel, to make first the Oren and the, and the Shulchan and the Menorah, which are the furnishings of the Mishkan. And then he went on to explain how to make the Mishkan itself, the building itself. But Saul said, that's not the way of the world. The way of the world is that first you build a home, and then you furnish it. So therefore, but Moshe Rabbeinu said, go ahead and do it that way. And he, Saul first made the Mishkan, and then he built the furnishings. But according to this, we have to understand something else. In explaining how they, they made the, the Mishkan itself, you would think that they would make the boards, the walls of the Mishkan first, the first the foundation, then the walls, the boards that made up the walls of the Mishkan, and then they would build a covering, they would make the coverings, the uh, tapestries that covered the Mishkan, but in fact, they did it the opposite. The first thing that is repeatedly, in, when it's related in Truma, when it's related, related in Bayakel, it says that they made the coverings and then they made the boards, the wood and the, and the foundations. Why, if the Derech is to build, if they were trying to do the way it's done, the Derech the way it's commonly done, then they should have made first the walls and then the coverings. The Tesis want to answer this question by saying that they, the reason they made the coverings first and then the walls because they didn't want that once they put up the walls it should remain uncovered even for a moment. So therefore the uh, coverings had to be ready to be placed upon the Mishkan immediately. But that can't be according to Pshudosh Mikra because first of all, what's the adv- why can't they be, why can't the Mishkan be uncovered even for a moment? Why can't it wait until they're ready? if the order is, the proper order is that first should come the walls and then the covering. And also, we find 
that after they finished preparing all of the things that they made for the Mishkan, the furnishings and the walls and the coverings and everything, then they brought it to Moshe, and then they put up the Mishkan. So therefore, it wouldn't have never gotten, it would have never gotten to the point where they put up the walls, and then where are the coverings? Everything was already prepared and ready by the time they were ready to put up the Mishkan. So therefore, this doesn't seem to be the answer in Pshudosh Mikra. And none of these things are addressed by Rashi, so we have to understand why that is. So to understand this, we have to first look a little closer at the Rashi, starting with Vayakel. Rashi is, what is his point with this Rashi? Tavu Isa'izim, he quotes from the Pasuk, they spun the, the goats, and since of course you can't spin goats, so what does it mean? It means that they spun the hair while it was still attached to the goats. That's the meaning of the Pasuk. But Rashi starts with, uh, he starts the other way around. First he starts this that they did was an extraordinary craftsmanship. He didn't even explain what they did. First he starts, it was an extraordinary craftsmanship. What was an extraordinary craftsmanship? So he goes on to say that they spun the wool while it was still on the goats. Wouldn't it be more correct to do the op- say the opposite? They spun the wool on the goats, which is really what he's trying to explain in this puzzle altogether. Tabuasizim, he should explain what that means. And then he could say, and that takes extraordinary craftsmanship to do. So why does he do it the other way around? Also, why does Rashi use the term umnus, craftsmanship, rather than chachma talent, which is the word that the Pasuk uses? The, the Pasuk uh, uses the word chachma, and Rashi changes it to craftsmanship. Why is that? So the explanation is, the Pasuk separates, first he talks about the uh, wisdom that it took for the women to spin the wool, the blue wool and the purple wool and so on. Then from the sheep, and then he goes on to explain in a separate pasuk, and not only in a separate pasuk, but he even reintroduces the words, the chal, all the women that were taken, that were given this talent, they spun the 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 goats. Why does the pasuk divide it into two separate psukim, and not just the, uh, two separate psukim, but even gives the introduction again? And all the women that had talent, he had said that already by the wool, the blue wool, and the purple wool. So obviously, this, the spinning of the wool of the goats is not to be seen as similar to the spinning of the, of the sheep, the wool of the sheep. There's something different about it. That's why the Torah separated it into two separate psukim. How is it different? The fact that it's different we see from the fact that it's a separate posseg. How is it different? That we know from the words Tavu Asayizim, that they spun it while it was still attached to the goats. Why would they do it that way? That's something that's obvious even to a child. Why? We know that there are di- the, the Yidin were excited about bringing, especially the women, were excited about bringing donations to the Mishkan. They saw it as bring, like bringing a carbon bringing a gift to Hashem is like bringing a carbon. We know that there are different levels of carbonus. We know that Kayim brought plants. He, um, Hevel brought animals. It's clear that animals is a greater gift, a, a higher level carbon than a plant. So therefore the women said, if we're going to share the wool off the goat and bring the wool on its own and spin it and then bring it so then that's a lower level of a carbon then spin it on the goat while it's still attached to the goat and give it the whole goat 
give it together with the goat as a living carbon, as a living donation to Hashem, that they considered to be a higher level of a, of a donation. And that's why they did it, while it was attached to the goat. It's also obvious that when we talk about blue wool or pur- purple wool, that they had to dye the, uh, the wool that they were bringing for the lower, cur- for the lower uh, covering, because it had to be dyed, obviously dyeing cannot be done while it's attached to the animal. So therefore, they would have had to remove it from the animal anyway. And they had to go through the process of dyeing it anyway. So therefore, there would be no point in spinning it while it's still attached to the, to the sheep, because they have to separate it anyway, and it's going to end up as a regular donation of wool, rather than as a living donation by, like by the goats. So this is all understood. We can understand that. Rashi doesn't have to begin with that because that is already self-evident that's, that's what's going on here. But he wants to introduce that this was extraordinary craftsmanship. In other words, not only was it because they wanted to give a better donation, a higher level donation, a living thing, and they, they, they had the wisdom to understand this, but it's also crafts, from a craftsmanship perspective, it's also a better way to do it. You end up with a better product because if you leave the hair, the wool attached to the animal, so then it's still a living thing, it's still supple, it's still soft, it doesn't begin to dry out, and you can spin it much better that way. It becomes, you get a softer, a better product. So it was also the craftsmanship that was better. That's what Rashi has to add as a first thing, which we wouldn't necessarily understand on our own. So this, if we understand this already, now we understand why, going to Parsha Pekudai, why they had to make the, um, the walls after the, the, the coverings. When you bring, when the women brought living goats with, with their backs, with their, their bodies full of spun wool, it would be very distressful for the animal to have to stay that way for a long time. It's not comfortable for an animal to, to be in that uh, position, and therefore they couldn't just leave all this happening, and the women brought, they did it right away. As soon as they got the message, they, they spun the wool, they brought it as a donation. The men are just starting, the, the, the craftsmen are start, starting to make the, the foundations, and they have to build the walls, and that took time. So they, the goats should just sit there with their, with, uh, in a spun uh, condition. Would be, it wouldn't be proper to, to leave them that way. Also, if you leave it too long that way, the, the hairs which were growing now, the wool that was growing now from the body of the animal, wouldn't be spun. So you would end up with half a spun uh, wool and half unspun wool. Therefore, it was decided that they have to first make the coverings. They have to shear the, the, uh, sh- the goats, uh, weave the fabric, and make the coverings. Then, and weaving the fabric would also be better when it's still fresh and soft, just recently sheared from the animal, and therefore they did it that way. They first did the coverings, and then they built the walls after that. From this Rashi, we also find an interesting halachic perspective. It's a well-known question that since the building of the Mishkan, of the Beis Hamikdash, as well as the Mishkan, is a mitzvah, it's a mitzvah, it's a positive mitzvah. 
and you're not allowed to build it during the night. It has to be built during the day, which makes it into a mitzvah esa which means a positive mitzvah which is related to a specific time, daylight hours. We know that women are exempt from such a mitzvah. So the question is, according to Teis, uh, the Teis, the Rebbeinu Tam says that a mitzvah which a woman is exempt from, she should not be the one to do even the preparatory uh, steps of it. For instance, you have to bind the lulav t- together with the adasim and the arabas. He says a woman shouldn't do that because she doesn't have the obligation to shake the lulav and the esrit, so she shouldn't bind them together either. She sh- she shouldn't be the one to spin the threads for the tzitzis because she doesn't have to wear tzitzis herself. So the question is, how could the women have been involved in the building of the Mishkan if they themselves are not obligated to do it so they shouldn't be doing it then? So the Raghachavar explains that there are two aspects to the building of the Beis Amigdash or the Mishkan. One is, there is a mitzvah to build the Beis Amigdash, the Mishkan. That's one aspect of it. There's another one which is, we need to make sure that a Mishkan is built because there needs to be Karbonus that have to be brought and if there's no Mishkan you can't bring Karbonus so as far as the, mitz- the aspect of building the Mishkan that the women are exempt from therefore they shouldn't be involved in it but as far as the Karbonus the fact that to make sure that there is a place where to bring Karbonus that's an obligation for women too women also are chayiv are obligated to bring Karbonus so they also can be involved in this aspect of the Mishkan so when there are, based on this, the, there are two, there were a number of coverings to the Mishkan. According to the Gemara, the Gemara says that when Moshe Rabbeinu spread, the Pasuk says he spread the oil, the covering onto the Mishkan. The Gemara says that's talking about the lowest spreading, which means the wool, the purple, blue, and red wool covering that's the covering that made the Mishkan into an oil, that's what made it into the Mishkan, now you can bring Karbonas there according to this, the women could be involved in the wool covering, because that one is what made it into a Mishkan where you can bring Karbonas the higher, the, the next level of the spreads, which was the goat hair spread that wasn't essential for the bringing of Karbonas that was a part of the mitzvah Hashem instructed that there should be three levels of uh, covering so that's part of that mitzvah which the women are exempt from and therefore shouldn't be involved in so the question would be how could they be involved in the making of the goat hair uh, spread covering if that wasn't essential for their aspect of what their mechuyiv to do in the mishkan so that's why the, the Pasuk says that it took a great, it was Bechachma, they had to have great talent in order to be able to do that. In other words, saying what the Gemara says in the, elsewhere in Masech Shabbos, that there is, some things are called a Chachma Ve'ena It rises to the level of talent, not of work. That's not called work. There are things which are, on Shabbos, you potter if you do them because it's not really work. That takes great talent. It's, it's another category. Like taking the bread out of the oven, which was stuck to the walls of the oven. It was, it was tricky. You had to know how to do it. So doing that was not considered a malacha. And you're putter if you do it, because it's a chachma, but not a malacha. And that's what over here, 
the weaving of the not weaving the spinning of the hair on the goats was considered to be a chachma but not a malacha but we see that Rashi doesn't say that Rashi says that it was an umnus yaseira it was a craftsmanship craftsmanship is not the same as chachma craftsmanship means the actual carrying out of doing it in other words according to Rashi he holds that it was being they were doing it they were doing the malacha which means that Rashi holds that they were permitted to do this aspect of it even though you would think why would they be able to do it since it has nothing to do with making the Mishkan into an oil because it already had a lower level so Rashi goes according to Pshut Mikra when we find in this simple Rashi explains that when it says that Moshe spread the oil on the Mishkan it's talking not about the lower level it's talking about the goat hair one that's the one that made the Mishkan into the Mishkan and the reason that Rashi goes that way and not like the Gemara which says that was the lower level is because the Pasuk says when it instructs Moshe to make the the goat hair uh, spread it says you shall make a spread of goat hair to be the oil on the Mishkan so we see that the Torah calls that one the oil in other words Rashi holds that this is the one that made the Mishkan into an oil that's when you can start bringing carbonus. that's why the women were permitted to be involved in this one as well Rebbe then takes a, a lesson from this what does it mean to us since this is all in the past what does it mean to us today so there are two lessons one from the Vayakel part and one from the Pekudek part the first lesson is that when Hashem gives a person a talent an extraordinary talent or maybe not even a talent gives him something extraordinary in in another way like for instance when a person earns more money than he expected a windfall so a Yid knows that everything that Hashem gives him a talent, uh, some other gift it's, we are meant to use it for dedicated to the building of the Mishkan building of the personal Mishkan in your own life, building a place for Hashem in this world that's where all these talents have to be used the women knew that and they, even though Hashem didn't instruct them to make the wool on the goat but they knew themselves that if they have that talent they have to use it for the benefit of the Mishkan so they did that so also every year when the, there was chsidim of the Alter Rebbe that they knew if they made some more money they had a good week they knew for sure that they would, when they come home they would find a, uh, either a letter from the Alter Rebbe that he needed money or one of the chsidim would be there to collect money because why else would he have made more money of course it's so that he can give more to the Rebbe the second lesson is that because we were worried about the, the uh, goats and their discomfort, it wasn't pain, it was discomfort. And therefore we reorganized, the order should have been that they made the walls first and then the covering. But because of the discomfort of the goats, we made the coverings first and then the walls. So how much more so if we talk about a human, a yid, uh, who finds himself in discomfort. And what could be a greater discomfort than being naked, so to speak, from Torah and mitzvahs? And the Torah says that when you see somebody that's naked, you shall cover him. So a person could think, yes, I'll do it, of course I'll help him. But first I have to daven myself, then I have to go to learn a shir, then I have to eat breakfast, then I have to go to work, and then when I have extra time, I'll go and help him. So the, the Torah said, the, the lesson here is, no, we reorganize. 
we have to reorder the whole world in order to do another Yid a favor. Certainly, if we reordered it to do the goats a favor, for sure to do another Yid a favor.